This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. In this week's In-Ear Insights, we have a uh, mailbag question. Uh, someone asking, what's our process to make choosing SEO keywords and topics uh, more efficient? Uh, folks are finding it's a long and laborious process. So um, this is a really common question. Uh, you know, it comes up a lot because obviously keyword research is something that is essential to SEO. But Katie, what's your first pass when you think about the process of keyword selection and how to how you think about making things more efficient when it comes to processes like this? Well, the first question I always ask uh, in SEO is what what's your goal? Like, what is it that you're trying to rank for? Because the, the what I know about SEO and keyword research is you can go down a rabbit hole if you choose to do so. And so, you know, when we first started Trust Insights, we had this long list of keywords that we were looking at that we could have tried to rank for. And to try to create content to rank for every single term in that list got to be a little bit daunting. And so over the past couple of years, we've narrowed down our focus a bit. And I think that that's one of the things that, especially if you're a smaller organization or you have a smaller team, is to narrow down your focus as to what's the most important and sort of prioritize a bit. So that's where I would start. Cause I think that, you know, if you go into tools, uh, keyword planning tools, you can start off with like, I wanna rank for Google Analytics. And then you get this long list of variations and it can be a bit overwhelming. So you need to really sort of have some discipline and pull back and say, what do I care about the most? So that's where I would start. Where would you start, Chris? Um, I agree. You would start with your your goals, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then as with any kind of diagnostic, looking in search console and stuff to see what you already rank for is really important. And granted, like you were saying in the example of Trust Insights, we didn't have a website, so there was we didn't rank for mm -hmm. anything. Um, but assuming that you do have uh that yeah that first step is what do you rank for but even more importantly um i i think katie this is something that you recommend anytime you're doing um organizational behavior is what does your existing documented process look like because if it's just kind of you're ranking it up every time as you go of course it's going to be laborious because you're literally reinventing the wheel every single time well and i think that that's definitely you know we could I could spend hours talking about process, but definitely one of the things that I don't see happening a lot, and I've been guilty of it as well, is you do something and you kind of wing it. And then like a month or so goes by and you're like, wait, how did I do that thing? I don't know, let me just make it up again. And so really sitting down with that purpose of, you know, let me document what it is I'm doing, or even just record a video so that you don't forget and say, okay, that worked, that didn't work. And that way you can start to make process improvements. And so, you know, one of the questions, you know, that we got over the past week, Chris, to your uh, original point was, you know, how do I make this process a bit more efficient? Or how do I, you know, I'm getting lost in the process of, you know, finding keywords. And the, the key term is process. And so there's no shortage of keyword research out there. There's no shortage of tools to help you but it's how are you going about doing that research? And so if you're just winging it time after time, then yeah, it's gonna feel very daunting and inefficient. And so it's definitely something that you wanna try to make repeatable. Um, it's I, I don't know if I would take it as far as something like robotic process automation, 
because you still want to have that human judgment, but you want to think about it in those terms of, you know, how do I get from A to B every single time? And where are the opportunities of variance and creativity and decision making? Yeah. When it comes to SEO, I kind of think it was like three concentric circles, right? There's you, your website. There's your next circle as your competitors. And then the third circle is your is sort of the landscape. And, um, and maybe the fourth circle is like everything. And so when we think about keywords and we think about SEO in general, you, you have to start with you. So what are you already ranking for? And then if particularly if you're trying to figure out like why, you know, what's going on, one of the reports I think is so important to look at is what has changed in the last, you know, whatever time period, what terms and pages have you lost rank for or lost traffic for? What have you gained for? Can you explain why from just your stuff? Like, hey, we put up a great new blog post on Instagram data, uh, which, by the way, you can see over at trustinsights.ai. Um, do we see new traffic from that? You know, did we optimize that page well? And if we put up this page and it didn't, then we okay, like we know we've got some stuff on our own site to work on. And mm -hmm. if we've done our homework and we've got us taken care of, and we still can't explain, you know, changes that we're seeing, now we move one circle up. What did our competitors do during the same time? And that's where, again, there's a lot of really good SEO tools like uh, SpyFu, SEMrush, RFs, Moz, you name it, that can keep an eye on your competitors. Because SEO is always relative. You may have done everything right, but a competitor just may have done it better. Um, so that second phase is, okay, what happened? Like, did the competitors put up you know, a massive new campaign? And did they get like a million inbound links because they you know, put huge amounts of ad spend on? Cool. If you've done that assessment and you figured out, okay, yeah, competitors were kind of business as usual. They didn't really do anything amazing. Then you move the third step out, right? Which is, did the big landscape change. Was there a Google algorithm change, right? Did something happen where, you know, Google rolled out you know, a new uh, machine learning model of some kind that, that wrecked everybody. And you would hit up sites like Search Engine Journal and, you know, uh, Search Engine Watch and stuff and see if there's anything in the news saying, oh yeah, everybody's you know saying they're on fire this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's not us. We didn't break anything. Um, and then from a keyword perspective, I would follow that exact same process. Exact same process. What do we already rank for? What do we want to rank for? Get an understanding of the difficulty. What do our competitors rank for? What do you think they're going after? And then what's happening in the big picture? And this is where I see a lot of things going wrong with, with keyword tools. Um, you'll, you can find, by the way, on the Trust Insights website, a paper we did with our friends over at TalkWalker uh, about using social media data for SEO. Because in that third ring of sort of the landscape, uh, there are a lot of discussions happening, you know, on forums, on social media, in all sorts of places that don't capture the exactness of the conversation, right? So to your point, Katie, when you started off saying like, you know, we want to rank through, say, Google Analytics, in a lot of keyword tools, you just put that keyword in and you get like a, uh, a little set of lists and things like that of terms related to it, but it all seem to have the same words like Google Analytics in it, right? Um, right. But when you look at the conversations people are having, they may be talking about things like web analytics. They may be talking about Google Tag Manager. They may be talking about things that are semantically and topically relevant to the conversation, but don't use that phrase, Google Analytics. And so each stage of the circle has different processes you need to follow. Do you feel like 
marketers who were doing SEO, and this is not a broad stroke of all SEO marketers, but marketers who are sort of doing it casually versus it being their primary focus are forgetting about the measurement piece of it. So let's say, you know, you're a digital marketer and you're responsible for, you know, uh, technical SEO and you're responsible for, you know, paid search and you're responsible for email and you're responsible for a bunch of other things and overseeing people and oh they just dropped seo on your plate do you think that maybe the default is let me do a little bit of keyword research toss it into my blog and then next month you know oh wait i don't know that you know my blog ranked for anything let me go to the google search put in that keyword and see if my blog comes up oh it didn't okay i'm not doing it right do you think that that is a likely scenario for some marketers I would be optimistic if marketers even did that much, right? I, I really would be. I uh, When I look at the, the big picture of when we talk to folks about SEO, it is still so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And you're right, except for the people who do it as a full-time career, um, there is no process at all behind it. There's, you know, maybe they look before they write a piece of content, but usually not. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they don't have that, upfront assessment saying like, hey, here's the punch list of stuff we got to get through this this quarter, this month, this year. It just doesn't exist at all. And so I feel like in the complete absence of any kind of process makes it almost impossible for them to, to do that. But the other thing that I think is missing is, you know, back to your original point, there's no there's no strategy, right? There's mm-hmm. no there's no understanding of, okay, well, here's why we're doing this thing. Right. When you talk to somebody saying, oh, yeah, my keyword process is so slow and laborious. Well, it's so slow and laborious, possibly mm-hmm. because you're not sure what you're aiming for. Right. So you're just trying to do keywords. It's like, you know, saying you're trying to do cooking. Like, well, are you making breakfast? Are you making dinner? Are you making sushi? Like, what what are you trying to do? What's what's the goal? Mm-hmm. And I don't see that being apparent for a lot of people. They just kind of treat keywords as like this this bizarre context free tactic. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that there's also, um, you know, that daunting feeling of do I create new content? Do I try to optimize old content? What does optimization even mean? You know, I know we've worked with a few clients where we've given them that direction of, you know, here's the list of keywords you should be ranking for, you should go ahead and, you know, optimize your existing content. And we get that deer in the headlights of, what does that even mean? What do you mean I should optimize? And so I think that there's a lot of pieces of the process um, that aren't well-defined if, again, if it's not, you know, your core function, you know, if someone says, I need you to focus on SEO, I think the first thing is, okay, let me do some keyword research. Okay, these are keywords that I could roll into my blog post. I've done that. Great. Check that box. And that's where it ends. I agree. And that's because the process doesn't have a framework, right? Those three bubbles, that's not new. Like Sequoia Capital does that when they're doing to do just market assessment. What's the total addressable market? What's the service addressable market? What's the service achievable market, right? It's the exact same general structure. We are applying it to SEO to say, what are the things that are under your control that you can fix, right? And that's your keywords, your content. Are you optimizing new con- uh, old content or are you creating new content? And that's all where that in that first bubble. And so if you don't have that framework to put each of the processes in context, then yeah, it's still kind of a hot mess because you're like, I don't know my priorities. I, I, I need to go do competitive research. Wait, no, I need to go uh, you know, read, read all these blogs. Like, no, have that framework 
so that you have an order to the operations you're doing. And also that way, with a framework, you go, okay, if I diagnose, to your point about measurement, if I diagnose mm -hmm. all of these areas, where am I weakest? Where's the, where's the fire the biggest? Um, and then you can start implementing processes and checklists for each of those areas. But without that framework, again, it's kind of a grab bag. Even if your individual tactical recipes are good, it's like, you know, putting together a menu where like your first course is, is uh, you know, is Japanese and your second course is like Nouvelle French cuisine. Like that nah, doesn't go together, you know, because there's no coherent overall strategy. I don't know. That sounds pretty tasty, but that's just me. I don't know. I, I, I like to mix and match, but the point being is, uh, you know, I think your point is well taken, Chris, that, there needs to be some kind of a framework. So, you know, back to the original question, how do I make the keyword research process more efficient? Well, it sounds like there's a lot of missing pieces. You know, what is the process overall? I, you know, we can give people instruction on how to do better keyword research, but then what? What do you do with that information? It's the so what, you know, where why are you doing the research that you're doing? What are you going to do with it? How are you going to measure it? And uh, you know, we kind of like, basically, it kind of puts us in that position of like, we're that friend who, you know, someone comes to and they're just like, I want to go buy some new shoes. And we start asking a million questions like, do you have the money? Why do you need the shoes? And they're like, God damn it, I just wanted to buy the shoes. You know, we're very much playing that role for the clients of like, I just wanted to do the keyword research. I didn't want to answer a million questions about everything else. But unfortunately, you can't skip over all of those other things. You can't just isolate keyword research as its own thing. And I think that that's, you know, a misunderstanding of how SEO works. Yep, exactly. In many aspects, SEO is no different than any other form of marketing. There are more technical aspects to the individual tactics, but it all comes down to the same thing at the end of the day. Why are you doing this? Right. Mm -hmm. What's what's the goal that you're trying to achieve? And if the goal is clear, well, let me ask you this, Katie. If you have, the goal is clear, but how you get there is not clear, where has the process broken down? That is the million almost, dollar question. Well, it's almost a trick question because anyone who says, I know exactly where the process is broken down, answering a question like that doesn't really know because depending on the organization or the goal, no two processes are gonna look exactly the same. You know, to your point, there should be some sort of a general framework of the order of operations, but that's where you start is you try to understand, okay, so if my goal is X and I'm not getting anywhere close to it, let me first look at all of the major components of the process. Okay, all of the major components of the process are there. You always, you know, go back to the goal. Like, is it the right goal? Is the goal achievable with the framework that I have at my disposal. It might be a mismatch, you know? So right. if, for example, you know, and this is gonna be a terrible example, if your goal is to, you know, figure out how much revenue you're gonna bring in over the next three months and you're using an SEO framework, that might be a mismatch. You know, you might need to reposition the goal of, you know, how can I increase traffic to my website using specific keywords that go to order pages and that you know that then leads up to that bigger goal of revenue 
you know, so it's all in how you can trace a very clean line between the goal, how you get there and the outcome. Hmm. It almost sounds like it's like a four part thing, right? You have the goal, you have the framework, mm -hmm. you have the process, and then you have the individual recipes that make up the process. And I guess the fifth part would be measurement to make sure you did the thing. Um, and so if, like in the example, this the, the person asking this question, like, you know, how do we make our processes more efficient? Uh, it even begs the question, is the process broken or are the recipes broken, right? You can have a process composed of recipes, just like you have a, you know, a menu composed of dishes. But if you don't know how to cook a dish on that menu, then the menu is fine. Right? The process is fine. It's just you don't know how to cook, mm. uh, <laughs> which is, a, which is a, now a different problem because now it's a, a training and development problem, not a process problem. But I don't know that people have that mental structure in place mm. to know, even know where something's broken. I, I would agree with that. And so, you know, when we often talk about the challenges that an organization might face, we break it down into general buckets of people, process, and platform. And so this simple question, this seemingly innocent question of how do I make my keyword research more efficient can really be picked apart into, is it a, you know, people issue? You know, to your point, Chris, do we have the right training and education of how to use these tools? Is it a process issue? You know, is it something that's repeatable or do we wing it every time? Or is it a platform issue? You know, am I going into um, Facebook to try to do SEO research? Like, is it a mismatch? And so there's a variety of different ways to make a simple task more efficient. And so I think that that's also, you know, the thing that gets skipped over. I was watching, um, you know, I was watching a TV show over the weekend and, um, you know, it, this, it's related in the sense that like the, it was a couple of parents watching out for their kids and one mom was saying like, shouldn't we? And she was like, nope, if we don't see it, we don't have to deal with it. Or if we see it, then we have to deal with it. And it was just like one of those lines that, you know, kind of struck me as funny. It's like, nope, that's a very true thing that applies across a whole variety of situations. And I feel like in this situation, you know, how do I make my keyword research better? There, you have those blinders on of, nope, I can only focus on what's directly in front of me, but then you miss all of the other factors that might be contributing as to why you can't do the tasks that you were asked to do. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So to recap, your process problem may not actually be a process problem. It, it may be, um, but you need that goal, that framework, the documentation, the processes that you're trying to follow so you can figure out if there's something wrong in the, in the actual processes. And then the individual recipes, the, the individual techniques that you use to that make up the process. And the problem could be in any one or multiple of those four areas. So being clear about them for in that order from, am I doing the thing, the right thing for the right reason? Do I have a framework to, to logically plot out and organize? Am I, do I have good written down processes for doing the thing and then do i have the knowledge and the techniques to do the thing well and then identifying where along those that that continuum things have gone sideways is how you'll improve not only your seo processes but any marketing process because you'll have the context you'll have the the logical structure that will help you keep things organized and prioritized 
the, the 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 processes and then the recipes so if you've got some questions about a process that you're hung up on that you're like oh, i'm not sure if i'm doing this right or not hop on over to our uh, free slack group trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers where you can chat with over 1600 different folks about analytics and marketing and uh also thing even post photos of your pets in the in the pets channel uh <laughs> if you wanted to and wherever it is that you're listening or watching this show go over to trustinsights.ai slash ti podcast to subscribe and find the uh the avenue that works best for you. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.